0: Him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in his power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I would not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you confidently of our ancestor David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn an oath to him that he would put one of his descendants on the throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that all of us are witnesses. Here, what the Spirit is saying to the church.
1: So that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in His name. The Gospel of
2: the Lord.
3: also intimately familiar with the weather. She also, she lives alone in her house with her dog, but she lives in a commune with three other households because there is her house and her friend's house and her friend's mother's house all on one small lot. And so living in community, she's had to give up some of her autonomy. And she says that this has been a gift. In her new lifestyle, Dee has found a deep well, gratitude. She shares her story with humility and gratitude, and in that I witnessed grace in her. She ended her TED talk by repeating those three things, the things that she says that we need more of in our lives and in our world, grace, gratitude, and humility. Gratitude, humility, and grace. Well, that's interesting, I thought, because three other stories are on my radar this weekend, and they have a lot to do with gratitude, humility, and grace. So here they are, in backwards order. Grace. We got to baptize two baby boys this morning, and they were 10-month-old baby boys with little ties on their hats, Patrick and Ryan were brought to us by their parents and godparents at the 8 a.m. service to receive the sacraments of Holy Baptism. They were brought forward. Their grown-ups made promises to live faith-filled, love-filled, God-centered lives on their behalf. Patrick and Brian each were washed in blessed waters, sealed by the Holy Spirit, and marked as Christ's own They were given the light of Christ, and all that we did for them and with them this morning pretty much went over their heads. But honestly... else. Basically, he said that the opposite of doubt, the opposite of faith, is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. If we are certain, what need do we have of faith? Faith is about being strong enough to withstand the uncontainable mysteries of all that is. Doubt is taking an honest look at that faith. Doubt is humility. Doubt is the ability to hold our personal understandings. Doubt is honest. So when Jesus appeared post resurrection in the locked upper room where the disciples were hiding in fear, and Thomas missed out on his visit and then insisted on being able to feel the holes in Jesus' hands and sides in order to believe that Jesus had actually been resurrected. I think Thomas.
2: And when Jesus showed up and Thomas called him by name without needing to
3: touch the wounds, Thomas is the picture of humility. This is as much a story of humility as it is about doubts. And of course it is also about grace and gratitude. How could one not be full of humility, grace, and gratitude in the presence of the resurrected Christ? One more story of gratitude, and one that is actually not mine to tell. It is the story of another Thomas, Bishop Tom Shaw, our retiring bishop, has written a letter to all of us, a letter that is being read in all of our churches this morning. It is actually called the gratitude letter from Bishop Shaw, which is why it is the very illustration of gratitude that I want to share with you today, whether or not I had been instructed to do so, which I have been. But here it is. Dear sisters and brothers, Just a few weeks ago, I went to one of the pre-confirmation retreats at our Barbara C. Harris Camp and Conference Center. There were over 190 people And know of my prayers for you as I leave my responsibilities as your bishop. Faithfully.
4: I'm Martha Stone. I know Anne Winslow. I've worked with Anne Winslow. Anne Winslow is a friend of mine. And in my life, I will never sit on Anne Winslow. But I do think that she might share the sentiment that one of the neat things that's happening here this year is that we're gonna be a little closer together. This is like playing to a packed house, and you've seen one of the uh, more obvious changes in the church is that we move the screen forward so that we can make more room for fellowship in the narthex. And as I think through this, it's an incredible opportunity for us to get together in the queue, to look one another in the eye, and to come together even as a stronger community by the time this is finished and we're ready to um, uh, reoccupy the new parish house. So, for Kate and for me, who are the publishers of The Hardhead Herald, this is your icon. If you want information, go to the website, Church's website.
1: Thank you